when they told me yeah that oh you're gonna have an interview with a senior member of the organization I was just like oh okay maybe the manager when the director showed up I'm like hi I'm the director of risk advisory strategy and operations nice to meet you I was like huh <laughs> 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 I was just hyperventilating like director what now <laughs> Hi everybody, it's your host Taiwo and welcome to episode 31 of Little Dose of Taiwo. I completely ruined that but it's because I'm excited, I'm really excited today. I have a guest on, she's been on my podcast before, her name is Katie. Hi everyone. <laughs> right, hi Katie, well tell us how are you doing? I'm doing great, yeah. Definitely. How are you doing in this pandemic? <laughs> yeah, it's going well. <laughs> are you coping? I told you, I told you how I'm coping. <laughs> yeah, by not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and buying too much clothes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like we were both talking earlier before um, hit and record on this podcast um, about how we're finding it really difficult to like settle back into this routine after the Christmas mm -hmm. break. I think the... Do you think maybe we took too much break? <laughs> Our break was too long. <laughs> I think I definitely did. Exactly. Mm. what I Because what I did is that I told myself I'm going to work super hard now. And yeah. then when it came to the Christmas day, I was like, well, I caught up with everything. I don't have to worry. Oh, my God. And same. Then, and then after three weeks, it's like I haven't been doing anything for three weeks. Yeah, that was me. Exactly. I was all caught up. I was actually pretty good in final year. Mm -hmm. Pretty good coming off the okay a background, right? So me and Katie, or Katie and I rather, we both worked at Pfizer as site and study management undergrads for a placement year. So that's how we met. That's how we became friends. And mm -hmm. so yeah, I feel like coming back from the placement, we had so much motivation, didn't we? We Definitely. had so much drive. And actually, yeah. I have to thank you, Katie, before I forget. You <laughs> were the one, you were the one who inspired me, or should I say, put that thought in my head to apply for jobs as soon as the term starts. But if you hadn't said that, I would have not thought about that. Because yeah. you you were among among the few that finished your placement early. Mm -hmm. And then I think you mentioned how you were looking for jobs. And I was like, what? It's August. What do you mean you're looking for jobs? Yeah. <laughs> like September next year is, I don't know, over a year away. But you're like, yeah, you need to get it done quickly. You know, this um, grad um, jobs are opening up already. And I was like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, I'm already applying. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for putting that in my head. Because, <laughs> yeah, if you hadn't said that, I may have applied, but later, you know yeah. what I mean? So in case you don't know by the title already, Katie and I are going to be talking about our experiences getting a graduate job in a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we feel, I think I speak for the both of us when I say that we feel so lucky to get yes. a job even before graduation, mm -hmm. right? I feel so relieved now. Yeah. It's like such a relief. And part of me, of course, I'm worried because I know I have a job sorted. But I'm thinking like, well, I, I need a degree, actually. Yeah, you do. 
yeah, if I don't, if I don't actually graduate with a proper grade, then I'm not going to get this job. So part of me, I'm like, Katie, stay realistic. You have to have this degree first. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to get into that, right? So most jobs, most graduate jobs need, um, a, you know, satin qualification. Most of them are 2-1 and above, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> imagine saying, oh, I've got a job now. I don't need to do anything <laughs> And then you just relax too much. And then September comes around and you don't have a degree. <laughs> we yeah. have a job without a degree. Oh, my God. I hope not. Fingers crossed. But yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the different types of opportunities out there for new graduates. So you guys that have already graduated or if you are, if you're like us in our final year of university and you're thinking about, you know, getting a job before uni ends. So yes, Katie, you have a proper entry level graduate job, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I, on the other hand, I have a graduate program. So I think the difference between the two is that mine is kind of like an extended industrial placement right yeah <laughs> it's yeah, like a, how it sounds a bit mm-hmm. yes it's like a high level apprenticeship mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. they they train you um kind of like a yeah like an apprenticeship like mm-hmm. a tra- trainee I think that's the right word to use a mm-hmm. graduate trainee that's what I am and how many years is it mine is two mm-hmm. so most graduate programs are between two to four years but on average two and three yes depending on the role you apply for which I will um you know get into so yes let's start by saying how long Katie how long did it take you to get this job um I think from uh, so when I applied Mm. and up to my until like the main like a call saying I got the job probably two and a half months right Okay, mm-hmm. so you, you applied, you started applying in August, right? Yeah, I, like in general, for all the jobs, I started yeah. applying in like August, September time. Definitely. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. And when did you get the job? Um, this For this specific job, I think mm-hmm. I applied in uh, mid-October. And I right. found, or actually beginning of October. Yeah. And then I got to, I got to find out two days before my birthday so it was oh my 20, goodness 21st of November November yeah. yeah so when did you all right so that was when you got the um the yeah, job the offer right yeah okay mm-hmm. so you started applying in August so September October November that's three months mm-hmm. that's incredibly quick for anyone trying to apply for a job right because yeah. you see on LinkedIn, people saying, I don't know, 200 grad, um, job applications, six months later, mm-hmm. a year later. So yeah, like I said earlier, I think we are both lucky in the in sense yeah. that we didn't have yeah. to, we didn't have, we didn't have to apply for too long before we found something. I applied in, I started my whole application in September, literally as soon as I got back to uni. And mm-hmm. I got the job in December, two days before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was like the best Christmas present ever mm-hmm. so it took you three months it took me four months just about the mm-hmm. same time which you know is really quick and obviously it goes without saying it wouldn't be the same for everyone you could get it faster than that you could get it later than that but I would say on average 
um, if you do it consistently, right? So if you apply for jobs consistently and actually put in the effort, for me, I think between September and October was when I did the most job applications. Same. same. Um, so how many did you apply for? Oh, in total, I would say probably over 25. Wow, yeah. you did yeah, more I, than me. <laughs> I, I, I was Googling, first of all, I was Googling, Googling a lot of graduate jobs. So I was <laughs> applying for it and I would even apply for like, exactly what you did something not related to your degree because yeah I just kept my doors open (laughs) I just decided to keep my doors open and think well I mean I I would maybe I would like it even if it's not something to do with science yeah um but partially after my site and study management industrial placement that's probably something I would definitely recommend if you are doing degree and you have this is this availability definitely yeah. choose to do an industrial placement because it's definitely. an extra year but it definitely like gave it's me an idea it. what I want to do yes there were, yeah. there's so many advantages which we should get into actually but before we do that um can you tell us or tell them can you tell everyone <laughs> <laughs> can you tell everyone a few um a few places you applied to so what kind of jobs did you apply for? You don't have to tell us what you actually have now. You can tell us the field. So what kind of, is it a science job? Is it not a science job? That kind of thing. And what are, the, what, what are examples of places you applied to? So I definitely mostly applied for like pharmaceutical industry. So right. any big top pharma companies. <laughs> like Pfizer. <laughs> yeah, I guess Pfizer didn't really have a graduate position. Like no. Any- not yeah. for not for what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. They had an internal recruitment, you know, with sales and marketing, yeah. but that was it. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. very exclusive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So I would I would apply for pharmaceutical industries. I think I applied even for some financial companies as well. Yeah, I, like PwC. I think I. Applied oh my for god, that that was so difficult for me. I did yeah. that. I applied for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I just actually just did all the graduate jobs I'll read through job description and see yeah. what kind of aligns with your skills mm-hmm. perfect yeah. perfect I'm actually gonna go off that um one advice I think we should give to people is do not limit your options at yeah. all at all and I think we were both lucky in the sense that we got experience from Pfizer and that open my eyes or our eyes to different opportunities and different mm-hmm. things that we could do transferable skills is like so important they're literally I think it's what made me more admirable to the interviewer we'll get there but Mm -hmm. the fact that you have um, loads of skills that can be applied to different roles that are not even what you're studying so for me I studied biomedical science and I think you do something related as well what do you study pretty much the same yeah biomedical science yeah yeah and the job I got is in a professional services uh, company. <laughs> it's a risk advisory role. So you can see it's completely different from what I'm doing. It's not even in science at all. But yeah, for me, a list of places I applied to, I applied to PwC like you did. Mm-hmm. I applied to AstraZeneca, you yeah. know, pharma company. Johnson Johnson, all of it. <laughs> I didn't even apply to Johnson Johnson. I don't know why. Um, I think the application wasn't open yet at, some, at the point I was... Mm-hmm looking oh let me check my book I actually I have a list of (laughs) places because I will write them down right Mm -hmm. as soon as 
um, I applied, I'll write it down. And if I got through to the next day, I'll write that down as well. So I know what to do next. So I know how to prepare. Then I have this like progress tracker in a way to see, you know, yeah, to see what I've been up to. So I applied to PNG, I applied to HSBC, I applied to Sanofi, which is another pharma. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and everyone knows PNGs they're like a industrial um, company HSBC investment banking like I said diversify diversify your option I applied to Ofcom which is a communication um, media company I applied to Newton which is like a, a consulting firm I applied to Bailey Gifford which is another like investment thing I think I applied to one in um, another big four company where I'm going to be working in September, which I'm not going to stay here. <laughs> I applied to BP, I applied to Virgin Media, I applied to Nationwide Bank, American Express, Raytheon Technologies. So I'm just trying to say this to tell you, do not limit yourself at all. <laughs> I made a total of about 16, 17 applications and again, I will say this, I'll continue to say this, is a mixture mixture of preparation and luck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I don't think I did a lot of applications, if you ask me. I didn't. I think I just applied to the right places and places that I felt like I had a chance, right? So don't just throw out applications there. Don't just throw your, what's the analogy? Don't throw your and your fishnet in the in the sea or in the river and hope it catches a fish <laughs> you know yeah. like pick out deliberately look out for jobs that you want to do mm-hmm. you don't want time is of the essence especially if you're doing this while you're studying you don't want to spend all this time um, applying to jobs you don't even want to do because it's just a waste of time right because they're really yeah. long I think what I actually did was I think I spent too much time applying for jobs that's one (laughs) thing I would have told myself in future Katie Mm. apply for what you want to do but don't overlook into the jobs because I I started applying partly because researching everything exactly yeah (laughs) once you have one rejection or two uh, and not any interview invitation I started to panic and I was I started well I now I now need to open up and uh, do more research and try to reapply and mm-hmm. find more job options but part of you have to think of well it's also something you might be rejected because if you're cover, if you're not passionate about this job and your right. cover letter doesn't show it right. of course an employee that will not uh, choose you for an interview yeah because definitely yeah so it, I think you have to be passionate so don't um try to force yourself to do something, something you don't want to. you exactly or you know you can't even do yeah. like it's okay to admit that this is be- above my my expertise okay it's not everything that you're actually capable of doing and I know we are capable of doing everything but it's not everything you want to actually do do you actually want to make the effort to do this job no you know you want something that you would maybe not enjoy I think enjoying your job is a luxury <laughs> something that you will be good at right so you Mm -hmm. want to excel at your job the next thing I want to say is the places to look right so where should people look when they're thinking of applying I have five places written down and like I said earlier I focused on graduate programs because an advantage of graduate program, which I realized was that they are focused on training you. So 
they invest a lot in your development, in your professional development, and they're not looking for people who are perfect, right? So mm-hmm. they want people they can mold, they want people they can train, they want people that yeah. they can kind of, um, like I said, develop, which was something I wanted. I want. I really enjoyed the grad, um, the undergrad placement right because we were we were kind of special in the company right so we were given a lot of assistance a lot of help yeah we were kind of spoiled exactly so we would always have someone to go to if we weren't Mm -hmm. like um sure of what to do and we were not expected to know exactly what to do Mm -hmm. and for me (laughs) it might be a slightly lazy mindset but I like I like people to I like looking up to people I like people that I can go to to ask for help when I'm stuck Mm -hmm. because I don't like to feel like I'm all alone doing something I'm quite independent but I also want someone to be at my right hand side if I do need the help and that was my mentality applying for strictly graduate schemes I did not apply for anything that wasn't a graduate program um and in saying that, let me just warn you, yeah, graduate schemes are very competitive. <laughs> Applying for graduate jobs, so entry-level jobs, they might seem very, so you have a lot of people doing that, right? So there's an, like a massive influx of applications going to these companies, but a graduate program takes longer steps per company. So you need to invest a lot of time in one application the time I would used to apply for one graduate scheme, I, would, I may have been able to apply for three different entry-level jobs. But yeah, before I ramble on, <laughs> the places to look if you're thinking about applying for a graduate program, Bright Network. I really, really like that, oh, Bright, that I never, website. I've never heard of them. Bright Network. They're so good. They actually sent me a brochure. Ooh. Yeah, they send. They really help. They have loads of tips. They have a YouTube channel. Um, they have like blogs on the page you can read. They have loads of jobs there you can filter through based on your industry. And you act. They have kind of. I like trackers. Right, I like writing things down. I'm kind of organized. Um, <laughs> so they have that thing where you can put jobs in your interest list, and then as you apply for them, you move them to your applied list, and then when you get the job, you move it to hired. And they actually give you a free bottle of champagne if you get a job through them. Wow. <laughs> so, so I you got this bottle of champagne. <laughs> yeah, well, it's on its way. I emailed them. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Bright Network, I definitely recommend. Milk Round, it's a really good one for graduate schemes and just entry-level jobs as well. You can actually do like a job alert. They literally still send me uh, <laughs> job notifications every day. I need to turn that off. But that's really good for jobs as well. Grad Touch, um, gradjobs.com, and LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn, I think, is getting increasingly, um, I can't say that word, increasingly popular amongst like millennials. There's a lot of jobs there, and you can actually see how many people have applied for the role which I find mm-hmm. really interesting. Yeah. yeah, I didn't use it, actually. I, d- I just never got around to LinkedIn. But yeah, <laughs> that's, that's another place. Yeah, LinkedIn is actually one of them I found the most jobs. Is it? And then I, yeah, and then I Googled it, like I copy-pasted the title that it would come yeah. up on the web page and where I would yeah. actually apply for. But yeah, LinkedIn is something that I think even helped. Yeah, LinkedIn was something that even helped me with my position, like with my job. That's how great. I got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we, we will talk about that. <laughs> so, yes, the next step is process to get in the job. Mm-hmm. So 
with the job we're not going to talk about every single application you made but the specific mm-hmm. one you have now can you tell us what kind of job it is you don't have to say the company you don't even have to say the role if you don't want to you can if you want to mm-hmm. um, but what job is it um, what kind of field and just explain the whole process yes. <laughs> of getting this job yeah I think my process and everything like I, I think it was luck pretty much how I got it um, yeah. but I will I will get into it so Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much from my Pfizer placement year, I found site and study management very interesting. So, yeah. and that's something once you do a placement year, you get exposed like to all the, fe- like how you get to where our study managers got to, like, how did they get to that yeah. stage? Mm-hmm. Um, and I spoke to a lot of study managers, our supervisor who was very helpful. And yeah. she put me up with a person who, uh, I told her, well, I want to start off as a clinical trial assistant and then progress upwards yeah. to become a study manager. Yeah, well, shout out to Juliet. You know, oh. I'm pretty sure she'll be happy about yeah. that. What well, if she ever listens <laughs> to this podcast? But yeah, we love Juliet. She's, yeah. she's amazing. Yeah, she was, yeah, she was amazing. Yeah, she was very helpful. So she put me uh, in touch with a person who I spoke to about her experience as being clinical trial assistant yeah. and how she became a clinical research associate and how yeah. she went up, say, la- like, ladders up to becoming a study, study manager. Management. So, I must say, yeah. sorry to interrupt you, um, the reason why I didn't go through to your path was mm-hmm. because I wasn't ready to start at a CTA level. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, really, I really like study management as well, just in case yeah. people are wondering, why didn't Taiwo do what Katie is doing as well, since you both worked in a, at the same place and doing the same role? It's just because to get to study management, you need to start, at CTA and then CRA Mm -hmm. I actually like CRA Mm -hmm. Um, I got to talk to similar to you I got to talk to a CRA in real life and I enjoyed that job yes I was able to shadow her for a day and I really liked her job because she traveled a lot which you know for as a young person is something you would really enjoy Mm -hmm. but thinking about starting as a CTA I just kind of chickened out (laughs) but yeah continue please so yeah so I, what I started to do is I in mean I was also applying for graduate jobs but yeah. I was also thinking well I did this year um, for placement year and I really enjoyed it so why not and look for jobs to become a, a, clin- a clinical trial assistant yeah so I was actually going through companies Pfizer was working with like the contract research organizations yeah. and um, so I was looking them up and then I see it was a senior position. So it was a senior clinical research associate they were looking for. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, because they had a like a recruitment e- like person in charge of recruitment. They yeah. had their email there. That makes it a bit easier, doesn't it? To yeah, contact so, them directly. Exactly. Yeah. So sometimes it's not because I, I try to apply through that way before and it never worked for me because it's really hard to find someone's email yeah that's true so when I saw the email I just fired them a nice message saying (laughs) well I saw this position going I know it's for a senior and I don't have enough experience but I would love to start my like career with you and my goodness I have to applaud you that's some big balls (laughs) that's some big d energy (laughs) yeah so and then um, few hours later they called me and they told me well uh, we're actually not recruiting yet for this position but we have this position coming up soon Um, yeah so they put me through an interview and um, a video um, interview yeah like all of that what yeah all of it was video interview 
Um, so I, I got for an uh, interview with my manager, uh, with my potential wow. manager. Yeah, I think part of it, what really, I, how I made myself stand out was definitely yeah. taking the first step and applying for and showing my passion for passion for this for job. role, yeah. Yeah, for this role. So I think employer probably can see that, that, okay, well, she has this passion for this. She yeah. took all the effort to apply for it herself. And Definitely. I think I, that's how I stood out. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, because you already have not only an interest in the role, but you mm-hmm. have experience in the role. Yeah. You, have, you know yeah. what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. not just any experience, okay? I have to gas us up. We worked at Pfizer. We mm-hmm. worked at Pfizer, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, pharmaceutical company mm-hmm. in the entire world. Everyone knows them now because they've been in the news with the COVID vaccine. And I think for sure your experience at Pfizer, you know, your background interest, your background information, you already knew about the role you're applying to. And they mm-hmm. could see that, I'm guessing, during the interview that, okay, she actually wants to be here, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's amazing. How yeah. was the interview? How did it go? How did you feel like it went? Did you know that you were going to get it or were you unsure? Um, I think I was unsure because when okay. I had my first interview with my manager, because uh, I'm working for a CRO and then I'll be working yeah. with a pharmaceutical company. So even though I'm working for CRO, I, I'll actually be working with a pharmaceutical company. So Sorry, um, CRO. Can you tell them what CRO oh, is? Oh, yeah. Sorry, of course, yeah. <laughs> it's a contract research organization. So yeah. pharmaceutical industries, instead of doing everything themselves, they mm-hmm. work with highly specialized organizations who have... Yeah like who specialize in those services yeah they have the Um, staff for that yeah yeah exactly so the specialized staff for this for the specific roles they're doing and um, they're like clients of pharma companies in a way yeah 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 so well my manager told me well I she told me straight away she really liked me and gave me good feedback and said Uh but first I will need to speak to the pharmaceutical company you might be potentially working Working with with, yeah and see if they if they like you and if they oh, wow. will because uh, my next step would have been yeah an interview with them um and oh. I didn't get a response for two weeks and <gasps> it's very stressful here yeah, I mean I was I was overthinking everything I waited yeah. a month for mine yeah it's so the most stressful months it really yeah. is Every time your phone blinks, you're like, oh, oh my God. God, I had a heart attack so many times. Yeah. I don't know how I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. And I will get random phone calls and I'll be rushing so happy. And then it's just a random spammer oh, calling. Like, oh, hello. Uh, we heard you've been involved in a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> the anger, the anger. Yeah. But anyway, continue, please. <laughs> yeah. Mm, so in big, in two weeks time I got a phone call um from my manager and she told me yeah. well yeah like the pharmaceutical company will actually like to speak to you wow so, exactly and um I got really excited but partially I was I was very nervous because yeah. um once you have one interview done you think it will be easier to get this like you will feel more relaxed for a second one but that mm-hmm. puts that puts more pressure, more pressure on, you. on you yeah because you need to yeah. keep it up now yeah yeah it's not just getting to the top it's staying there isn't it that's the hard work yeah Yeah. and giving the same impression yeah um yeah because part part of the feedback was just make sure you give you give them the same impression as you gave it to me and I was like what if I can't do it (laughs) yeah yeah 
Yeah, wow. I think so too. Um, but yeah, I'll, I would say my second interview went pretty much the same. They were asking competency-based questions yeah. about my experience. So both my first interview and second interview, they asked me, uh, how come you're not going back to Pfizer? Yeah. And um, and something that told me, like, if I was doing um, industrial placement with them, yeah. they would have offered me a job once I graduated. And they were asking, how come Pfizer is not offering this yeah. opportunity? But I think partially was because in that they don't I have was it. Like, they don't have it. Yeah. yeah they don't have yeah. an entry level role for you. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even another thing is when I was trying to find a clinical trial assistant position, it was so difficult. All of them want you to already have experience or they want just clinical research associate. And then when when you click on it, it says, well, at least three years experience in clinical research. Yes, because I definitely looked as well. And they were mostly in the US. Is it just... So yeah, I'm, in the US. US. I'm like, well, am I going to pack up and move to the US now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, but I think partially how I got it was definitely the experience for the placement year. Uh, yeah. Without it, I don't think I would have gotten um, gotten yeah. the job. Because this was but, a role you created for yourself. I have to say, yeah. this, is a, this was mm-hmm. a, a job entry that you created. They didn't mm-hmm. even have this advert up. So yeah. for you mm-hmm. to have been able to get it, I think you had to have displayed some kind of like expertise in what you were talking about like knowledge yeah. you know and passion yeah. and enthusiasm and all of that definitely mm-hmm. helped you get the role I can't imagine some random person just be like hi I want to work in the CTA and they're like right so what's a CTA and they're like um I don't know you do filing <laughs> they're just not going to take you seriously so yeah I'm actually really I'm really proud of you you know Thank like you. what we learned at Pfizer like definitely definitely um you know was very useful to you came Mm -hmm. in very andy and it's just to say like katie said at the start of this if you have the opportunity to do a placement year definitely do it i would advise it more than a year Mm -hmm. abroad i mean you can always travel abroad for something else other than studying and i'm not just discouraging people who want to travel abroad but i know most courses give you the option to either travel or work and i would definitely Mm -hmm. say work 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 Mm -hmm. It's, it's it's different to do a three-year course and then look for a job after and then do a four-year course and do a job in between your graduation. Employers see you so much more like differently. You're coming out of a four-year um, industrial mm-hmm. placement course with some kind of experience. You already have, you already are like a step ahead of most people who didn't have any experience. And just it's just one year literally do it i definitely advise that well i will talk about my journey on the graduate scheme it was much more (sighs) it was longer (laughs) okay yours would have been more straightforward if the role was available right yeah so Mm -hmm. what made yours I think a bit zigzaggy was the old you know carving your own path kind of Mm -hmm. thing but for me, there was already a established process, right? It was just a long one. So the first process was, oh, I have to say, this job is at a big four firm. And they're basically this professional services uh, firms that specialize in advisory, uh, financial analysis. Um, they do legal work as well, consulting like audits and stuff like that so again definitely different from anything I've ever done in my life (laughs) 
<laughs> I think up until the point where I passed the the point where I passed stage four, that was the point where I had to really research what the hell this job was in the first place. Right? <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I had to research. So I knew what the job was briefly, but I had to research the company. Like what even is the big four, right? Mm-hmm. What is the what exactly makes them the big four? Why are they so important? Why are they so prestigious? So yeah, the first stage for me was registration, like most people. You know, you just fill in the application or the registration form. So your name, your basic info, um, the role you want to apply for, and some jobs, right? You needed to do, actually, that was the next stage. I'm again ahead of myself. So registration, basic stuff. Then they send you an application form. And then the application form is the one where they get more information about you. So your qualifications, your skills. And what I was going to say before is some people need um, a cover letter some applications required a cover letter but this one didn't it was just a cv um even though i was smiling i was like yeah i know cover letter but i didn't know what was ahead of me yeah (laughs) i feel like it's gonna come time i know right so yeah skills qualifications create the account just more about yourself really and then based on that so you need things like um b in maths and english gcse a certain grade in your A level or B tech or you know equivalent um, qualifications, a two one and above predicted grade, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. or if you've graduated already, then you know you have a two one or a first. Those were the things in the application form. So if you now meet all of these requirements, they do like a, they ask you questions. You know, have you been in prison? Do you have any outstanding? <laughs> any outstanding time you haven't spent um have you been convicted all of those um questions now the next stage you know if they do the check and you pass is the immersive online assessment now this is where the work starts (laughs) or at least this is where the work started for me it was quite at the time I thought it was difficult but no the next step was even more difficult so we did this situational um, based kind of ranking so they tell you different scenarios at the job and they tell you to rank it from one to five on what you would do one being you know the the best answer or the best response to this situation and five being the the least um, suitable for the situation so an example could be um, let me see <laughs> an example could be, could be someone at your job was supposed to turn in an assess- assignment and then they didn't do it but now your your manager is saying could you do it last minute but you already have this workload what are you going to do one are you going to say oh sorry I can't do it two <laughs> are you going to say uh I'll try three are you going to be like okay now I need to rearrange my schedule for the for the day and see where I can fit this in mm-hmm. for I'm gonna jump at it and be like yes please give me more jobs even though I already have a shitload of work to do so <laughs> you need to think about not only what they want to hear but what are you actually going to do because it can be tr- quite tricky right they know yeah. that people are going to try and be fake and try and just um just say things or click things they want them to hear so you need to think about the role you're applying for because it changes with different roles so a role where they want you to be more analytical Mm -hmm. you need to actually say okay I don't have enough time for this I will get back to you 
on whether or not I have enough time in my schedule. Another role, maybe like media, because I, I did apply to like media jobs. They want you to be overly enthusiastic about everything. <laughs> yeah. So you need to think about the role you're applying to and not just, you know, not just click on the one that seems like the most uh, obvious, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there was that. So there was also maths, which is in. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay at maths. Yeah, I'm a science student. I'm not, I'm not shit at maths, right? Except but for me. I'm horrible. Is it? <laughs> I'm really bad this is, this is This is just an example of, you know, diversity in everything. We're both science yeah. students, but we both have different maths like yeah, um, strengths and weaknesses strengths, yeah. yes and there's so many people in science that are out that are also better than me in maths I'm not very good in maths like I'm mediocre if I have the time though I think that really helped me so PwC their maths test were was timed and I failed <laughs> <laughs> I failed woefully um but luckily for this other big four that I got it wasn't timed so I was able to do it in two days I actually took a break several times resumed came back to it the next day so that really helped me so yeah there was maths there was graphs where you'd have to analyze and say like percentages um results from the graphs yeah it was it was quite hectic and I think that's why it wasn't timed if it was was a straightforward maths then it probably would have been timed and then there was like just problem solving and a lot of a lot of personality based questions so like the ranking I said earlier, but this time not in relation to the job, but in relation to you and um, your strengths. So they'll be like, okay, which are you? Are you more likely to be this or that? Then you have to drag the cor- mm-hmm. cursor to how more likely you are to do something. Yeah. It's so weird. It feels like yeah. a game. It's actually quite fun when you look back mm-hmm. at it. But mm-hmm. in, the, in the moment, it feels like a lot. <laughs> you know, and- there'll be like a rational thinker or um, mm-hmm. impulse um per- yeah. impulsive person again depends mm-hmm. on the role they don't want you I to also, yeah go on I also had you know the one you were saying dragging the yeah line. did you do that yeah I had to and then you cannot do middle one so you cannot just say I'm 50 this and 50 yeah. that you have to show size yeah. side I'm like but if I choose this side that can actually be mean and then if I choose yeah. that side it's also oh mean my so God. yes yes exactly so they're quite tricky I think the reason why this stage was difficult is because it was really tricky I mean apart from the math and problem solving <laughs> it was just tricky but it was still fun like they do really ridiculous they give you really ridiculous questions sometimes that, that makes you laugh so that is enjoyable so that was the third step the fourth step was job simulation and <laughs> let me tell you I've never done anything like this when I finished it I actually like sat down I was like damn do I even want to work at this company now? Like, this is a lot of work for it, just an application <laughs> process. Imagine what working there would actually be. But I was smiling. I was thinking to myself, why am I smiling? And I was like, I actually enjoyed this. <laughs> like, as much as it was like stressful, I actually smiled like, damn, that was that was a lot. Um, but let me tell you the different steps and why I, I think I enjoyed it. So I'm very multifaceted, right? I like doing different things. I don't like monotony. I don't like boring stuff, right? And this job was not, this job simulation assessment was not boring at all. There were videos, like you have to record videos. There's MCQs, so you have to click answers to questions. You write an email. Yep. They'll tell you to write an email to respond to someone. Yep. And then there was um, a calendar. You have to schedule things into your calendar. (laughs) 
Oh, let me start with the calendar one because people are going to be like, huh, say what now? <laughs> right. So they give you your schedule for the week. And in your calendar, there's fixed work. So there's things you cannot move around. It's fixed. Oh, you can't, yeah, point. you can't change it. Then they give you things that you can move around. You can reschedule, right? And then they give you things on the side that you need to fit into your calendar. <laughs> and you know the funniest thing? They don't tell you when your working hour starts. So I had to think, oh my God, not all businesses are nine to five. Because mm-hmm. that would have got me and probably got a lot of people. This people might be nine to six, especially being a professional services firm. They're known to work really long hours. So I was thinking, huh, what if like I could move it around? Maybe it's even 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., you know? <laughs> so I had to mm-hmm. think outside the box. And then what made it slightly difficult is because it was timed. So, yeah, I think it was timed. I'm not exactly sure at this point. It's been like nearly two months now so there were specific tasks that I would have to cancel and then move to a different day or a different time at that day oh. it's mad like, and then you need to like your eyes are like oh I needed a paper <laughs> yeah I got a paper and a pen next to me I wrote out the schedule outside of because sometimes on the screen you can't really like you can't really figure it out so yeah. I needed a paper and a pen I drew up my own schedule I was like yep I can move this I can move this around I can move this to this time I calculated how many days I need to take at least 30 <laughs> minutes break a day so you can't be like I'll skip my break nope and then you need to do this and do this oh my goodness so that was the calendar one it was fun not gonna lie and then there was the um email so they do show your video right a video plays on the screen telling you what they need you to do or what the situation is for instance you'll be like hi Tywo so because for your name in right hi Tywo so I'm not going to be able to make it to the meeting today however I've left a list of things for you to do on my behalf so can you host this meeting for me I know you, you haven't been trained on this I know it's so last minute can you do it please reply to me ASAP and then you're the like uh, uh, so right you have to craft an email right you have to draft an email and be like hello there Kathy (laughs) how you doing right I know you said this and this it's okay I'm free from this time to this time I can schedule a meeting with you at this time yes I'm available to do this this is my schedule for today this is why this is not why and then yours sincerely blah 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 and then that was that I think it was two three emails um, one calendar thankfully because that took a while and then there was the MCQ which was not too difficult just asking you questions as usual mm-hmm. kind of similar to the ranking one and then this one was video which I really enjoyed because it gave you the opportunity to show your personality mm-hmm. so again it was situational judgment based so it was based on the job you're going to be doing so that's why I really enjoyed that because I was like oh my god this is so new to me and then it could also ask you questions like someone's fighting with you at work, someone's making you take the fall for something you didn't do. How are you going to respond to that? So you need to be firm in that instance. It's just loads of stuff that you would enjoy, but you would also find challenging. Now, the last stage, final stage interview was surprisingly not even the artist, I must say. Probably because I've already crossed all these hurdles, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't the hardest. It wasn't the most difficult for me at all. 
but it was the most nerve-wracking because it's life. Yeah. <laughs> Luck has been the most prevalent word in this all video um in this all podcast today. Luckily for me, because of the pandemic, they needed to cut the final stage interview short. So it was only a one hour interview. No group work, no um presentation, which I would have done. It was only the interview lucky for me so it was an hour interview with a director in my role when they told me yeah that oh you're gonna have an interview with a senior member of the organization I was just like oh okay maybe the manager when the director showed up I'm like hi I'm the director of risk advisory strategy and operations nice to meet you I was like huh I was just hyperventilating like director what now (laughs) so yeah it was actually the director I was going to be working with and the location I chose as well so yeah, they asked me a lot of, like you said, competency-based questions mm-hmm. and behavioral questions. So example, tell me about a time when, um, yeah. which we will discuss on the next episode. So you mm-hmm. guys definitely want to listen to that. The next episode of this professional development series, can I call it, is going to be about interviews and getting the job. So yeah, so I got competency-based questions. I had a case study-based question. So My role is a risk advisory role, right? So I advise clients, I advise companies on how best to manage their business, how to manage their risk, how to to make maximize profit and reduce loss, right? So they would show you something like, hi, Tesla wants to expand to flying cars. (laughs) In flying cars, this is the cost. You know, this is why it may work. This is why it may not work. Can you advise your client <laughs> on how to go about this? And then you're like, hi, um, Dr. Katie, I know you want to make flying cars, right? But <laughs> listen, I don't know if people are going to like that because people are already scared of self-driving cars. So if you want to make flying cars, here's the best way to go about it. Here's what you might lose. Here's how long it might take you to break into the industry. Then there's the regular interview questions like, oh, so, you know, what did you do when? When did you do this? And then, obviously, the, do you have any questions for me? (laughs) Which, again, we will discuss in the next episode. Um, So just to round up this one, what was your expectation versus the reality of looking for a job? Did you have any pre-made expectations and was it exactly how you thought it would be? Actually, you know, when you're, you think you had a site and study management and like undergraduate, like this industrial placement, mm. you think it was actually like it did help me. Like I went through a lot of stages when I was applying for like to other graduate pharmaceutical companies, mm. but partially like I didn't get to the final stage. And yeah. I think at that point, you kind of have to think of, well, it's probably not really the experience they're looking at, but it's also how well you can fit in into the company yes we're going to talk about on the next episode so (laughs) it's definitely nothing really personal it's more like well where most of the applicants coming from uh where even the Mm. the company is located because when I was applying from Aberdeen um, my manager was asking me are you sure you're willing to move, to move. Away from your family? yes so probably probably by my interviewer asked me mm-hmm. as well why Manchester why did you want to move there you've never lived there before you know yeah they want yeah, to know yeah. maybe you're just going there for the money maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and then also I think 
once they see you already had a year experience and if that graduate role doesn't have the site because all of the graduate jobs in pharmaceutical industry they yeah. didn't have a site and site and study management yeah. a lot of them were like regulatory affairs yes um, yes pro- project management um mm-hmm. so i think they can kind of see if you're gonna fit into this role or not yeah based on your experience based on your cover letter um, yeah so you I shouldn't mean, be discouraged if someone says no yeah. because it just means you're not a fit for their company it doesn't mean yeah. that you're not qualified mm-hmm. you know exactly and I think also just because I don't think I had a lot of passion when I was writing the cover letter answering <laughs> questions um, yeah. because I think when they ask you why do you want this role mm. that question after this question yeah it's a tricky question but after that question employee can decide whether to continue listening to your interview or not or not because if if they don't hear what they want you to To say what they want you to hear they might think well you're not right for this fit even if you answer most of the questions correct like the next questions are correct you're I don't think you will like this job because they also have to think if you will enjoy this job or not and I think that's why my job I got now is because I showed a lot of passion. I was interested. Yeah. I even had more to answer. Like for other <laughs> jobs, I think my answer was like one minute because I didn't know much. Yeah. I didn't have any passion for it. Whereas for this job, I was just talking and talking and talking, talking about yeah. how I can get to my next stage, what I want, how, how I want to advance and progress in the, yeah. within this job. The passion is to be evident. Yeah. They need to see yeah. it. They need to see it. Um, I totally agree with you. Don't, like we said earlier, don't just apply for jobs because it's a job. Make sure mm-hmm. it's something you actually want to do. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's actually a waste of time because you might not get it. And yeah. then you just waste time applying for rubbish roles, you know, mm-hmm. unless you're desperate, of course. Desperate times call <laughs> for desperate measures. Yeah. <laughs> if it's like last minute in July and you need a job, definitely apply for random roles. You know, it's mm-hmm. better to get something and then work and gain something better after you already have something. But yeah, thank you so much, Katie, for coming thank on this podcast with me. Here. I hope we've kind of given everyone um uh not really basic it was quite detailed I would say yeah mm-hmm. this was a very detailed um episode on how we both got our graduate jobs yeah. um while, uni, yeah. while mm-hmm. still in uni in a pandemic it's a flex it's a flex we have mm-hmm. to say I'm so proud of us and thank you guys so much for listening don't forget to follow me on Spotify if you're listening on Spotify uh, you can rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcast, and you can follow as well on Instagram at dose of Taiwo podcast also email me if you want to be my next guest <laughs> on this podcast my email address is ldotpodcast at gmail.com thank you for listening bye bye <laughs>